All right, welcome to Choir Talks. I'm glad that you found this podcast today. Looking forward to sharing some of the word with you. This comes from James chapter one. He says, count it all joy, my brothers, when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you might be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally liberally, <laughs> and without reproach, and it will be given to him. James uses this passage to teach us what it's going to take to turn trials into triumphs. So I want to look at that with you today. In the passage that I just read you, there are four verbs uh, that are command verbs. And those four verbs are really important for us to understand what it looks like to have trials be transformed into triumphs. Here's the four verbs, count, know, let, and ask. When you hear them, I want you to think count means a joyful attitude or joyful mind. Know means an understanding mind. Let means a submissive mind, and ask means to have a heart to believe. So let's break that down. First of all, he says, brothers, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. That's kind of crazy. Count it joy when you have trials. What's implicit there is that we are to expect trials. He, he says, when you encounter trials, not if you encounter trials. Sometimes uh, people turn their lives over to Christ and they expect that their their life is going to get a whole lot easier. Well, that's wrong. Uh, There should be less consequences for sin in our lives as we walk with Jesus and, and learn to walk in a way that pleases him. That part might be true, but there will be trials for believers. Jesus promised his followers that there would be trials. He said in John 16, in this world, you will have tribulations. Paul also said, uh, we must, uh, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. Sometimes trials come just because we're humans, uh, like sickness or accidents or disappointments. Sometimes they come because we are Christians. First um, Peter tells us uh, not to think it's strange if there are fiery trials uh, that come to try us. Uh, This is true uh, for Christians because we have an enemy, one who is intent on bringing trial into our life. Satan opposes us, and he wants to make make our life a battle. Hebrews 12.2 says that Jesus was able to endure the cross, the ultimate trial, because of the joy that was set before him. Now, it wasn't joyful to be on the cross, but Jesus understood the cross from a heavenly perspective and saw that there was joy in the purpose of the cross, the purpose of his trial, and that it was going to serve God's kingdom. So I think in that we find the key to counting trials as joy, and that key is we need to see them from a uh, godly perspective. The spiritually immature Uh, person doesn't do this just like a a toddler doesn't see the wisdom of his parents discipline but the mature know that there's purpose in discipline and that God can use trials for our good the immature uh, believe uh, value comfort 
But the mature value character. The immature person values the material things, but the mature value the spiritual things. The immature person values the present, but the mature values the future. And so Hebrews says, we fix our eyes on what is unseen, not what is seen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It's wild that he tells us to have joy at the outset of our trials. It's so much easier to see uh, the end result and then come back and have joy about that result. But James tells us that if we are to end with joy, we need to begin with joy. So at the outset of trials, he says, count it joy. Uh, and that is to a call to seeing those trials with, a, with uh, an eyes of faith. So how do we do that? Here comes the second verb, no. Back to the scripture, he says, um, know that the testing of your faith produces patience. So what are we supposed to know about trial? Faith, uh, it, first of all, faith is always tested. Uh, when God called Abraham, he tested him. God tests us to bring out the best in us. Satan and his forces would tempt us to bring out the worst in us. But God's testing is different. It is a testing to prove our faith. Um, and so in the economy of God, testing works for us and not against us. James says that we learn perseverance through our testing, and there's really no other way to learn perseverance. And perseverance is a dynamic uh, thing in our life. It continues to work as it brings us to maturity. Uh, Peter also echoes these same thoughts when he says that we are to rejoice uh, because of the trials of our faith. And in Romans, this famous passage, uh, God's, uh, Romans 8 says, God causes all things to work together for the good of those who are called. Second Corinthians, our light and momentary afflictions are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all. So faith is always tested. Testing works for us, not against us. And lastly, um, trials help us to mature. Uh, we rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance and perseverance character and character hope. Immature believers are impatient, but mature believers are patient and persistent. Um, they, they study the word because the word helps us to be persistent in trial because it gives us an understanding from a godly perspective, from a heavenly perspective about what our trials are doing. Here's the third uh, verb. It's let. Um, if you think about it, let is sounds like a pretty passive thing to do. It's not an active verb, I guess. It's a command from him, but it doesn't require action on us. It, it really kind of requires inaction, right? Um, let in this passage should equal having a submissive heart. Here's the verb in context. He says, but let patience have its perfect work so that you might be perfect and complete lacking in nothing now by the way the word perfect here uh, is maybe better understood as as uh, complete uh, rather than uh, absolute perfection it is completeness uh, so let is i'm going to have a submitted heart uh, knowing that these things happening in my life are going to uh, produce results produce godly results 
when we resist God at work in our life, he opposes us. First Peter 5 says, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Grace is God's unmerited favor. It is the power that God gives us to endure uh, as we are persevering under trial. And then lastly, lastly, there's the uh, verb ask. And uh, here it is in context. He says, um, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all without reproach. Um, so we are to ask. Ask uh, implies having a believing heart. There's no reason to ask unless you have faith to believe that God will answer and give you what you're asking. So what should we ask for in particular when we are going through trials to see them transformed into triumphs? Well, we should ask for wisdom is what James tells us here. Why do we need wisdom? We need wisdom so that we won't waste the opportunities that God is uh, giving us to learn and grow and persevere Uh, He tells us also how to ask. He says we're to ask in faith um, and that God will grant that prayer and give us wisdom. What a great promise. If you're unsure what to do in the middle of a difficult situation today, James gives you a promise from the Father. He says, ask in faith for wisdom and God will give it. The greatest enemy to unanswered prayer is unbelief. James chapter 1. Read it for yourself, especially if you are going through trials today. God bless you.